Welcome back to the Aren't You a Little Young podcast, the podcast where we share stories of young creators and other youth who are deemed to be too young to share their perspective on various important social issues, creative ideas, or even just their visions. Just a quick thank you to Diego for the amazing intro and outro you're hearing on today's episode. So last week we had our friend Alia Friendo on the podcast, and this week Caitlin and I are lucky enough to have our second guest, Jacob Kelly. Jacob has worked with other local creators such as Joey Kidney, Fitch, also known as The Architect on Instagram, Will Carey, and many more. As the host of his podcast, My Social Life, and being the digital marketing coordinator for the Ottawa 67s, he's a busy guy, but luckily we've been able to sit down with him today, and I'm so excited for this episode. So hi. Hi, thank you for having me. No worries. How's it going? It's going really well, thank you. How are you about doing? It's good. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just kind of... Yeah, I mean, you hit on most of the main things. Like, my name's Jacob Kelly. Uh, 21 right now. I work, as you mentioned, for the Ottawa 67s, which is a major junior hockey team here in Ottawa. Uh, my official title is Growth Hacker, but I just say Digital Coordinator just because it's more <laughs> widely understood what that is. Uh, but I'm responsible for 99% of every single tweet, Facebook post, and Instagram post that you'll see from the team. Uh, 95% of every single email sent from the, from the team and then majority of the web content that gets posted is for me as well and then my I guess you say my side hustle now is my podcast as you mentioned my social life so I started that probably about six months ago and then it's kind of like my baby now it's I love it it's my so much fun that's so cool um so you're working kind of with the Ottawa 67s what's the most valuable thing you'd say that you've learned uh throughout that experience and that you continue to learn juggling not like literal <laughs> juggling but like there's just so much going on at all times and yeah. when I first started I was doing uh, this the structures kind of changed within the organization it was originally there the group of us uh, growth hackers we all worked across all the brands so I was doing stuff with the 67s with the red blacks with the fury uh, but recently we've kind of shuffled things around and then this season we've all kind of specialized on one specific team so now I'm with the 67s but I'm helping do so many different things with the team mm -hmm. right like I'm doing email marketing digital marketing web web content also helping plan theme games and just a lot of different things so it's doing a lot of things at the same time very cool so you being so young how do you get a job like this <laughs> that's a fun story because I actually started working in sports at 19 so okay. it was about a year and a half ago now. I say 19, I guess it was like a month before my 20th mm -hmm. birthday. But I went to Algonquin for two years, um, did the marketing program there. Mm -hmm. And then when I finished, I was originally supposed to go back to school. Like my whole kind of last semester in college, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing after this. Like I have absolutely no idea what, where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do. And then I was like, okay, maybe I should just go back to school. Like I really want to learn like more about photography, videography, like graphic design and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'll take this program called Interactive Multimedia Management, which is a postgrad at Algonquin. It's one year, very intensive, like can't really have a job when you do it. It costs a lot of money because it's postgrad. And I was like, okay, I'll just do this. And I got in, I got accepted into this program and I was kind of sitting there and I was at an internship at the time. So I was working like in marketing. I was a social media manager as an intern at the time for a nonprofit here in Ottawa. And then I was like, I don't really want to go back to school. I could probably self-teach a lot of this stuff to some degree anyways with photography, videography, and graphic design. So I decided that I wasn't going to go back to school. <clears throat> Pardon me. And then I emailed my program coordinator from the marketing program. And I was right. like, hey, I don't want to go back to school. I think I'm going to try and get a job in the industry. If you know anybody that's kind of looking for someone fresh out of school, let me know. Mm -hmm. That happened to fall on the exact same day that another former program alum 
um, who is connected with OSEG, the Auto Sports Entertainment Group, reached out saying, hey, my client OSEG is looking for someone fresh out of school to come into their marketing department. Very cool. So wow. the stars kind of aligned that way. Mm -hmm. I went, I think I had three, inter four interviews, one on the phone, three in person, and then I got my job that way. Wow. But I got lucky with some of the key things I said in my interview, mm -hmm. like one, like one of our, uh, one of the vice presidents there, big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you guys follow him or not, but they were asking me about him and I just have, or they were asking me if there's like any resources that I go to and I happened to name drop that I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. So that registered with them really well. And then my boss at the time was a very big analytical guy, like loves data analytics. And I came to my interview with uh, one pager of analytics and data and stuff from the company that I've been working at before so that just kind of really resonated with him so oh, cool. I said mm -hmm. some right things very luckily in my interview oh, and good. that's how I kind of got it. That's really cool. Um, so kind of going back to the like learning and kind of different things that you've taken away from this job, who would you say is the one person that inspires you the most? At the job? It can be at the job, it can be in general, it can be like a celebrity, anybody. It, in general, it'd be Gary Vaynerchuk. Like he's <laughs> just a very big inspiration to me, someone I take a lot away from. I know both of you kind of shook your head, you don't really follow him, <laughs> no. but I, I, like, I recommend checking him out. I plug him all the time, any chance I get. Mm -hmm. uh, he's just a business guy in the States and he's just going about things the really right way. Mm -hmm. So Very yeah. cool. Um, so moving on kind of now towards your side hustle what was the idea that inspired your podcast um and would you say that like Gary Vaynerchuk inspired that or had a big influence on it or to an extent yeah um I was when I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk Gary V was the first one that I really kind of got into mm -hmm. and then I was like I really want to start my own because I started listening to all these podcasts and I didn't really know what I wanted it to be about or mm -hmm. I just knew I wanted to start a podcast and I kind of said that and my family got me some different things for Christmas and then I bought a couple of like mics because my right. family didn't want to get to all the technical stuff so like they bought me like an interface that I showed them the exact one which like to buy mm -hmm. and then I kind of sat on it for a long time like I recorded my first one probably in like April and it wasn't called my social life. Like it was a completely separate thing. And I sat down and it was just me talking to the mic for like 15 minutes. And I tried to put it up on, like, do you know Anchor? Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to like play around on Anchor and I really screwed it up and it only posted like the last two minutes and I don't know what <laughs> I did. And it's still out there. I'm not going to say what it was called because it could still technically be found. But um, yeah. So then I was just like, I don't really like how this turned out. And then I kind of sat on it for a little bit longer and I was talking to my friend about how I want to start this podcast. He's like, who are you going to interview? And I was like, I don't know, just anybody. <laughs> and he's like, well, you should probably like, try to figure out exactly what you want it to be about. Right. And then, <clears throat> sorry. And then it was probably around May where I was like, I love social media, it's my job. Mm -hmm. I'm very fascinated by the whole influencer economy and people like that are micro-influencers and influencers have a large right. following on social. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of said, well, I'm gonna go interview people with big followings on social media to kind of learn their stories, tips and tricks, and kind of how mm -hmm. they grew their following. Yeah, so uh, a theme we've been going on about for the last few episodes when we've been doing this is sort of how young people are driven to do the things that they love. and why they're driven how they got to the point where they know what they want to do and they know how to do it and I think I brought up in like our very first episode is that a lot of young people don't know like technicalities of like how to get a job and like how did you mentioned your interview that you got lucky but mm -hmm. I when you said that I was like oh these are like really good interview skills that not a lot of people are taught and not a lot of people know so could you maybe speak to how you discovered what you wanted to do and like how you knew that this is what you want to do and like 
this is how you're gonna get there. In terms of the job or in terms of the podcast? In terms of both. Both. So both I kind of didn't know. Like to be completely truthful, I had no idea. I'll speak to the podcast more so just because that one I've really noticed a lot of like just lately uh, mm-hmm. how much I really like love doing the podcast. Like I had no idea. Like I was, I've tried to do, <coughs> sorry, I'm battling a cold here <laughs> from last week. Um, but I've, I just, I've always wanted to do something in terms of being like not necessarily a public figure. I don't know if that's the right word, but like I've had like three different YouTube channels before starting the podcast. Right. And I just wanted to grow some form of following and like do mm-hmm. something almost in like the public's eye and I just didn't stick with any of my YouTube channels. Two were like a vlog channel, one was like a sports channel where it's just me in my bedroom talking about sports. Yeah. And I didn't stick with any of them really and mm-hmm. then I was like, well, I'm just gonna try this podcast, kind of see what happens. Right. And as I went along with it, I realized like this is something I like really love to do. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea before. Right. Like sitting down and interviewing people for a long time and then editing it for hours after, like I didn't think that yeah. would have been for me, but like I absolutely love it. So I just kind of accidentally stumbled into it, like kind of with some intention, like, oh, this would be fun to do. Let mm-hmm. me see how I how this goes. But now that I'm doing it, like, I love it. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, building kind of off of like starting it, what, do, what have you found has been the most challenging aspect about starting the podcast and like building that brand? There's a couple different things. One, it was just the editing and the audio. Mm-hmm. Like it used to take me so long just to edit the podcast and like mm-hmm. with mine I do a bunch of like extra content like I record all the episodes right so I'll do the full hour hour and a half edit and then I'll cut eight to ten social clips then mm-hmm. I'll subtitle all those social clips and then I'll turn probably three or four of them into Instagram stories and then I'll cut a couple probably four or five longer clips for YouTube and then I'll put like some branding and stuff on them um, but the audio itself used to take me 10 to 12 hours mm-hmm. now it takes yeah. me like if I was just doing audio, because I, I like kind of layer everything and I do it mm-hmm. all at once, if I was just doing audio, I could do it in probably 45 minutes. Would That's you, crazy. Would you say that, like, the process, like, you just listed a very long process. <laughs> would you say that the process sort of just you messing around and sort of de- developing it, or did you take that from inspiration of somebody? No, I, well, I'll kind of the Gary Vaynerchuk content mm-hmm. model. His thing is like, like, kind of like the easiest way to explain is make one piece of content and stretch it as far as you can and turn it into a bunch of different things. Right. So like, I take I have the full podcast and I say I turn it into the clips for various different mm-hmm. platforms. The important thing is not just taking one, like I take one clip and I put it everywhere. Like mm-hmm. I make it good for like the different platforms. Like mm-hmm. if I were to put my square Instagram video on YouTube, it's probably not going to work. But if I cut an eight-minute YouTube clip, it's not going to work on Instagram. So it's just making sure that my content fits all the different platforms Mm -hmm. properly. So it's kind of inspired by him. And then it's just, I'm always kind of reevaluating what my content strategy is with the podcast. And it's just a constant cycle of, oh, maybe I should do this and maybe I shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll I'll stop doing this, but I'll start doing this again. And it's just kind of like playing around and just making it up as I go along. Mm -hmm. So you interview a lot of kind of, like influencers around the city um did you find that it was tough for you to reach out to people on your own when you were first starting out without kind of having a basis of a brand yeah a little bit um I was actually lucky I think well my first guest was my friend Hayden a good buddy of mine and then the next two people I think I was I was like two out of three people that I asked said yes so I was super lucky and I was just straight up with both of them and I was like hey I'm starting this podcast this is what it's about Mm -hmm. it's not out yet like don't try to find it like I'm trying to get a (laughs) bank of a couple episodes before I go live and luckily like I said two of the three people that I messaged originally said yes just cold like sliding into the DMs (laughs) emailing them like just randomly 
Um, so it was a little harder for a little bit. Like I missed, I so I got my first three episodes and then I missed, I think it was, because I was every two weeks at first mm-hmm. and I missed an upload and I was like, holy shit. I was talking about, I just swear. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. cool. And I was like, holy shit. Like I just missed an upload. Like I, it was just, I was having a tough time after mm-hmm. I got those first couple. I was like, no one wants to come on anymore. Like I'm struggling a little bit. And then I got one guy and then I kind of. Um, got a couple more and then I was mm-hmm. stuck to the schedule for a little bit and then as I kind of started to expedite my process and as I eliminated certain things like I used to do the full hour and a half edit and that was just took me forever and I had like three camera angles and it was a whole thing <laughs> and I eventually just dropped it because I was like no one's going to sit and watch an hour and a half on YouTube they're going to open it up and then open up a second tab and start like working or something right. so I dropped the whole video edit and I was like okay maybe I could do weekly now and then mm-hmm. since that point mm-hmm. I've never missed an upload I missed mm-hmm. my fourth upload I think and that was it so yeah. it's just getting guests came really like I got a couple right away and I was like this is awesome and then I had a bit of bit of a trouble, mm-hmm. but uh, not anymore. So mm-hmm. it's been That's good. Very cool. Um, so who was the like big first influencer that you reached out to them and like what did you say to them? First big like it depends what you're like. Like big as in like that people would recognize the name as soon as they saw the like title or as soon as they read the description. Yeah. So the depends on like the community I would say like the biggest biggest was Joey Kidney like he was probably my first like recognizable like universally most people would Mm -hmm. know I mean within the parameters like Ottawa like Yao City Style is a pretty big one within the city so she was a big one as well um but I would say Joey was probably the biggest one and he's actually a funny story like he I didn't even really have to ask Joey um I interviewed several people that he knew and so he became aware of what the podcast was and then I've never actually told this story like publicly before, but I went on Instagram one day and he simultaneously liked a photo on my account. He doesn't follow me. Mm-hmm. Liked a photo on my account and then went to the podcast and liked a photo on the podcast mm-hmm. account within 30 seconds. And I went, that's, that's not true. a coincidence. Yeah. Right. DM'd him. He answered me right away. Like, yeah, I'd love to come on your show. Like, it'd be awesome. Like, that's really let's cool. set yeah. it up. So. That's really, really cool. Um, if you could go back kind of to the very beginning of your podcast, what would be the biggest thing or kind of the most significant thing that you change about it? I'd probably just buy these mics right away, the Blue Yetis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I had these like Shure mics that were okay, like, but if you weren't like on top of the mic, it wasn't very good. Like if I, the Yeti, they pick up from a comfortable distance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if I was talking like this on my old mics, there's almost like a staticky noise that would start coming unless right. you're like right on top of it. I should have just bought these right away. They're mm-hmm. super easy to use, super great. Um, and it probably would have just made my audio a lot better. Like you mentioned in the intro, I've recorded with Fitch and that's probably the worst sounding episode I've ever done. <laughs> like it was my 11th episode and I remember after like he left and I just listened back to it and it sounded like he was underwater. <laughs> there was like one button on my interface. I still don't know what it does. I don't use my interface anymore because mm-hmm. these mics are different, but it was like one button was pressed in that's not usually pressed in and it just ruined the entire oh, thing. No. I still put it out because I'm like, I'm not going to not put it out yeah right. but i just felt like garbage i texted him like hey man like <laughs> i don't know what happened like it took me a couple weeks to figure out what was going on mm-hmm. i was like i don't know what happened but the audio sounds not great like if you don't want to tell anybody about this you don't have to like i totally understand and no he still posted it but like i think it would just be to get these mics they're super easy to use mm-hmm. the sound is great like they're only 200 dollars, and i got both of them on sale for like 140 wow. so it's nice. a good deal yeah so you seem very, from what you've said so far, it's very like self-made, like self-promotion. Mm-hmm. You're able to do, you're able to reach out to people, you're able to get things done. 
So what is a piece of advice you would give to really reach out and be able to promote yourself? It's that's hard, like, because I've promoted myself, but it's I don't think it's, like, worked that well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just been a really slow grind, and I think best advice would just be to expect a slow grind. Right. Like, it's just been, like, I, this is a Gary Vee thing, but hand-to-hand combat, like, one-to-one. Like, mm-hmm. people would follow me on Instagram. Like, for the first probably, like, 300 people that followed me on Instagram, like, that are following on, like, the podcast, I DM'd everyone that followed me and thanked them for following me and then, like, asked them if they seen the episode, let me know what they think. Right. Like, every single person. Mm-hmm. It's just been a very slow, like, trying to get my downloads up. And, like, I thought my downloads were killing it. And then I updated my podcast host and they cleaned all the data and they removed, oh, like, no. shitty downloads that, like, shouldn't count. And I lost right. almost half my downloads. So I was like, oh, man, no. I thought things are going. Like, things are mm-hmm. starting to go. Like, if you look at, like, mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things, like, I am getting more downloads than I ever have. But it's just been a slow grind. And I'm nowhere right. near anything right. yet. Yeah. And you're a social media expert. And I found just having social media there's a lot of like people when they're on social media want to be passive Mm -hmm. they don't want to like pictures they don't want to comment they don't want to dm like creators and (laughs) innovators and the people that they like it it takes a very special person to be able to do that so how do you sort of fight against the passiveness that is social media i don't i don't even know Really? Like, (laughs) I think you'd be surprised. Like, I recently just came back from a trip to New York, and I actually went with Hayden, my first guest. Mm -hmm. We went together. And with the sole intention of recording podcasts. Right. And Mm -hmm. we were just doing the DM thing. And most Mm -hmm. of the people that we're reaching out to, like, I guess the way I fight the passiveness is I look for other people that aren't really passive. Right. Like, I look for other people that are active on social media. They're Mm -hmm. trying to grow it. They're spending the time. So Mm -hmm. when they get, it's not like they take forever to answer. They don't they're using Mm -hmm. it not passively like they're actively using it so I think that's kind of just how I overcame that hurdle is I was just looking for other people that are like go-getters hustlers like that kind of be my advice Mm -hmm. or my takeaway from that yeah yeah that's really interesting um so what would you say your goals are for kind of both yourself and your podcast in the next few years maybe even next few months if years is too far. <laughs> yeah, I would probably go with the few years option because, like, I would love to make the podcast my job or, like, a big mm-hmm. part of it. Like, if I was doing the podcast and doing ad reads and maybe, like, I don't know, consulting and doing different things, that would probably be, like, a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. That's going to be hard to do. Um, but I think in the next few months is just to keep going with it. Like, nothing right. too crazy over the next couple months. Like, I recorded 10 episodes in New York, so my mm-hmm. next couple months goal is to edit all of that. Right. Um, and make sure I keep recording episodes while I do that because I don't want to take a big mm-hmm. time off from recording. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so kind of building off of what Caitlin had mentioned earlier about the social media aspect of things, have you ever found yourself kind of sucked into all of the social pressures that come along with that? Of like whether it's to, gosh, I can't even think of any off the top of my head, but just kind of general like stereotypical pressures that yeah. are in like, the bag with social media as a whole. In terms of like likes and stuff? Yeah, and with likes. numbers and like with having the name and kind of building brands as Caitlin and I are mm-hmm. recently discovering is really challenging. Um, and yeah. But just like sticking with like certain trends that you might not actually find that interesting. And just the whole of social media just being a vortex of mm-hmm. people always saying the same thing. <laughs> I used to, like, before the podcast even, like, Mm -hmm. and still a little bit today, Mm -hmm. like, when I lost 
almost half my downloads. Right. Like I think this was yesterday, the day before. And no one can even see my downloads. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like this is awful. But right. at the end of the day, like it doesn't really matter. And I'm getting kind of better at it, like mm-hmm. not really caring. Like I'm trying to post as much as I can on my personal Instagram. Right. I think I set a goal for like 100 posts this year, which isn't really a lot in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. I think I did like 30 something last year. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, this post isn't doing very well. Like this isn't, but now I don't mm-hmm. really care. I posted on yesterday, I got like 60 likes, which is nowhere near what I used to get when I was posting mm-hmm. less frequently. And But I think when you're trying to build brand, like more content is always better. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it kind of sucks, like I don't think you should not post, especially if you're just starting and you post something that's not, if you make something you don't think that's great. I had this conversation with someone earlier today and if you make something and you th- don't think it's great, you don't post it, like a YouTube video, for example, mm-hmm. I think you should post it anyways, because even if it's like really, really bad and it's the worst thing you could have made, that just means the next thing you're gonna put out is gonna be better than what you already did. Right. So with a lot of creators, I feel like a, a trend is like quality over quantity. So what's your sort of take on that? If you think you should post anyway, even if you don't think it's that good. I would argue put out as much quantity as you can mm-hmm. at the highest quality you can put it out. Okay. Like I wouldn't, mm-hmm. are you just putting out content for the sake of putting out content, mm-hmm. but putting out as much good content as you can. Right. And like I had a conversation when I was in New York, like this episode is coming out, if this is, if this goes out this Saturday or next Saturday? Uh, this Saturday, hopefully. This Saturday, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So that means I'm putting out an episode on Monday and I talked to this guy and he was like saying he'd put out 200 pieces, like Instagram posts a day if he could. Wow. But That's crazy. It, only if it's good. Like, he wouldn't just right. put out 200 just mm-hmm. to say he had, mm-hmm. did 200. If he could get 200 good pieces of content a day, he said mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Right. So I just think, like, you shouldn't just post for the sake of posting and try and post every day, for mm-hmm. example. But you should try to post as often as you can at a good enough quality. Like, not right. perfect by any means. Like, never should you try to make the perfect post. Mm-hmm. But post as much as you can. Yeah. Did you find that kind of... Because I know that a big... Like one of the biggest things that you hear, kind of, or that like as creators, or just kind of in general, that you hear about YouTubers or people that do a lot of this kind of thing, is that they're from the like at the beginning they're very shy or they're very not necessarily embarrassed, but kind of reluctant to share what they're doing. Did you ever have that experience of like if someone were to ask you at the very very beginning of the podcast, like oh what are you doing or like what are you doing on the side of working? Mm-hmm. Did you find yourself feeling reluctant to share that like? podcaster never with the podcast i put it out and i was just like it's out there like follow (laughs) this i'm starting this i posted when the first episode went out like i was never and now it's really bad like if someone usually asks me about the podcast i get work or something i will not shut up (laughs) like i will talk about it for forever if you let me so there's never been like i never used to talk about like to the amount i do Mm -hmm. to the extent i do now Mm -hmm. but there was never a point where i would like try to hide it not let like my social circle know Mm -hmm. yeah another thing that's been a big theme in this podcast is the idea of legitimacy and as young people and as young creators it's really difficult to find legitimacy so the fact that you aren't embarrassed about talking about what you do is really really good so do you also struggle with legitimacy in the same way of like people don't really take you seriously or they like have a lot of questions but they're not the right questions I don't know if that makes sense but I think so yeah like people don't take you seriously people don't really fully believe in what you're doing um i don't i have never really dealt with that like i kind of at first i was like to people mm-hmm. like people are gonna think i'm not legit like right. I, I had like i went through and did a ton of research on the ottawa influencer community and i was like i had like a list of like people in ottawa that i mm-hmm. could reach out to 
and I had it organized by like size of following. And I made sure I didn't ask any of those like mm -hmm. big creators at first because like I don't want them to ignore me and just like know who I am. I was like, I don't know one has or would, but like black label me. So yeah. I, if I asked them later, like they wouldn't come on. Like I wanted to make sure I was legit at the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't really have too many people questioning it. Like at first people probably just thought it was a hobby. Right. But then like now, especially after this New York trip and like mm -hmm. uh, some of the people I interviewed and where I was able to get to with Hayden and a lot of credit goes to Hayden because Hayden booked a lot of the guests as well while we were down That's there. Good. But a lot of people are viewing it as more of a legit mm -hmm. thing now. Like not, it's still a hobby. Like it's still, it doesn't make any money. Mm -hmm. Like I just do it for fun. Mm -hmm. But with the intentions of not doing it yeah. for fun forever, like to eventually make it my job or something like that. And I think people are kind of taking it more seriously in that respect that maybe that is a possibility, not next month, but maybe three, four years down the line. Okay. Like I think that trip to New York really kind of reassured that, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. What about the your job with the 67s? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like a social media coordinator and doing graphic design and like having all those social platforms and being in charge of them, I feel like older people, like adult adults, <laughs> <laughs> like don't think social media is very legitimate in the first place. So would you say that like same sort of thing or that you have to explain yourself a lot of the time? No, not at work. I'm not at work. Very, they're very accepting of social media and very much like let's try different things, let's mm -hmm. do different things. Uh, that's never been an issue. And I don't do all the graphic design. Like we do have an agency and stuff right. that we work with. Um, but I'm just responsible for like putting everything out mm -hmm. and like maybe planning it and, like hey we want this and like I'll give my feedback for different graphics mm -hmm. and stuff like that but there's never been an issue with like not thinking socials legit like mm -hmm. I had my one of the vice presidents sent an article to all of us in the social team about like the best way to promote on Instagram and like different strat mm -hmm. like tips for like Instagram promotion and stuff like that so they're very forward thinking and they're very like on the ball with that that's as great. much as they can be yeah mm -hmm. that's really cool did you, have you found that, like, how did your parents take it as kind of being a young person who, who started this about a year ago? Like, when you told your parents that this is what you were doing, um, did, what was their reaction to that? The podcast? Yeah. I, they, I don't think they even knew what it was. <laughs> like, they were like, oh, cool, like, whatever, like. I mean, like, I lived on my own at that point. Mm -hmm. Like, it's mm -hmm. not like they would be like, what are you doing? Like, I was just like, hey, I don't even know if my dad knows how to download or listen to it yet. Like, <laughs> right. I think he's... No one in my family has really listened because, like, it's such a foreign concept to most mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom has tried, but, like, my mom's like, I can't listen to you talk for an hour. And <laughs> like, she's like, I watch all your clips. I like all your clips, but, like, I can't... And, like, they don't really know where, like, where do you listen mm -hmm. to a podcast? Like, yeah. it's, just, it's a weird concept for them. So I didn't really get it at first. Like, they're kind of starting to get it now. Mm -hmm. Um... But, yeah, like, they, they want to listen. It's not a lack of not wanting to. Sometimes they just don't really know how. Mm -hmm. So there was mm -hmm. never, like, a, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? It was, like, a, what are you doing? Like, legitimately, what are you doing? Because I have no idea what this means. Mm -hmm. But there was never a, don't do this. This is dumb or anything like that. Right. Cool. Um, so you're someone that has kind of a fairly large contact book now, like, after the podcast. So what is the reason that you stay in Ottawa and you haven't like gone and moved to say Toronto or Montreal or a bigger city where there's even more opportunities for something like this? Yeah, that's the big question. I mean, I've only been doing it for like six months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and I think right now Ottawa's like the cost of living here is pretty good. Like it's, re it's really yeah. expensive to live in Toronto. So if right. I were to move like elsewhere, like I'd have to make sure everything's secure financially and everything like right. that. And I just don't think right now would be like I would be taking some financial risk if I were to leave Ottawa. Mm -hmm. um, so it have to be like a really good job to get me to leave mm -hmm. or I'd have to be making a fair amount of money like from the podcast or something crazy to want to move. 
Uh, but right now, Ottawa's not bad. I've started doing some Skype interviews as well, so I'm not limiting myself to just the city. Uh, but Ottawa has a large amount of creators. I think you'd mm-hmm. be surprised at how many people are actually here. Like, I find new people in Ottawa, from Ottawa, like, every week. That like, mm-hmm. Well, that's a cool person interview. There's also people that come through Ottawa that don't live here. Like, I creep the Ottawa location far more than I want to admit. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> looking for, like, new people from the city that are growing, like, a decent following right. and, like, things like that. So I don't think, like, Toronto or... Montreal or even like New York is on the table right now uh, not forever is it off the table mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. very like I love New York I thought it was awesome um, and I would like to go back and I'm planning like these trips like the New York trip it was a way to just like I said it was strictly podcast mm-hmm. so even though I'm in Ottawa and I'm like there's not as many creators here obviously as a city like New York or Toronto it still allowed me to record quite a few episodes and we got 10 done in six days. So I'm planning to do a trip like that maybe to Toronto this summer and getting another like 10 episodes. So to really kind of keep it like diverse and not just Ottawa specific. Mm-hmm. And then that way too, like 10 episodes is 10 weeks. It's like two and a half months worth of content. So mm-hmm. it's not like I go to Toronto once and it's just a little window. It's a fair amount of time. Like people that listen to my podcast now are going to have New York episodes for the next two and a half months. Right. So even though I'm not living in Montreal or Toronto right now, like I'm still finding ways to make sure I get people outside of the city of Ottawa. Mm-hmm. One of the things that kind of I, that I've talked about on a podcast that I did with Alt Photo was that I found that as someone who is 17, that there is kind of a niche of creators that unless you're right either in the center of it or you're, you've kind of been led into that bubble, that they really that they're it's really challenging to get into that bubble. Have you found that? as someone who isn't necessarily like a lifestyle blogger or a YouTuber, did you find it easier to kind of open up that bubble rather like because you're a podcaster and because Mm -hmm. you have that position of, I want to interview you about what you do rather than I want to work with you and like collaborate, if that makes sense? Yeah, I think so. I think like a podcast, there's a couple podcasts in Ottawa and they're popping up more and more now, but a lot of these people especially when I first started it's creators with like 15 to 20,000 like that was the most I was Mm -hmm. pretty much getting they don't really get podcast offers very often so I was something different when I would message them be like hey I have this podcast you want to come on Mm -hmm. and then it's all about them it's not like I want to collab with you on a video so I can kind of try and like for lack of a better word I don't like sort of steal clout from you and like we're going to talk about you for an hour like yeah. it's not really about me it's all about you mm-hmm. and <clears throat> all the content I make I send to everyone on my podcast they can use it how they want to they can post right. it like so it's I try to provide value that way and then it's also yeah it's just like you said different because I'm not another YouTuber I'm not another mm-hmm. Instagrammer like it, it was just different so it did make it easier mm-hmm. yeah um have you ever found that you've had kind of less positive experiences with any of the like you don't have to drop names but like less positive experiences in the sense that they've like they they might portray themselves one way through their Instagram and then you meet them in person and you're like this is not at all what I thought you would be like in person for the most part no I don't think like everyone's been pretty good I mean of course people know what's going on publicly so maybe they're on their best behavior because they know (laughs) this is going out but I've never had like a negative experience where Mm -hmm. I'm like yeah I shouldn't have interviewed I'm not even gonna put that out like I put every single interview out I've ever done Mm -hmm. um no I've never had an experience where I was like this sucks like Mm -hmm. there's been some where like maybe the interview is a little bit harder and maybe they're not as good and like talking for that long like Mm -hmm. that might happen 
that's okay. Like not everyone can talk for forever, mm-hmm. but there are like, there are some, like I've never had like a, a bad podcast, but there have been some that are like, I want to, I don't want to say greater than the others, but where I just felt like I had a better connection with the person I was interviewing and like maybe things were a little bit more open. Mm-hmm. Like there have been some where it's like that next level, but they're, they've all been good if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. That's really good. Um, what is kind of the biggest piece of advice that you would give to people whether they're people our age who are like 16, 17, or whether they're just kind of even people your age that are start that want to start building a brand or that want to start kind of diving into the whole creator side of thing, what would you say is the biggest piece of advice that you would give to them? To start would be my best advice. A lot of people sit on things for a long time. Like I sat on this podcast for like six months yeah. before I actually put it out. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I was so worried about like, what am I going to call it? What's the branding? What's the cover art going to be? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of mic should I get? Like this mic or this mic? Like I debated mics for like three months. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just start and figure it out as you go along. Mm-hmm. Like I think of all the little changes I've made along the way, like it's going to be completely different for six months later. Like I'm using different mics now. I'm using one camera, not three. I used to record with my phone. There was a point in time where I was only recording with webcams and I was like trying to live cut like an hour and a half video. <laughs> it's it's going to change over time so quickly and like sitting there and debating it's not going to do anything. You're yeah. always going to be stuck at square one unless you start and the only way to get past yeah. step square one is to start. I think my biggest advice, yeah, it's just to start because people sit on things for so long. Right. And you mentioned before that like your trip to New York and how you're going to be editing those podcasts for forever. Mm-hmm. So with all the editing, like you, you very clearly enjoy what you're doing, but how do you sustain yourself when <laughs> things get hard? Cause especially since you don't have a paycheck yeah. in this sort of thing, it takes up a lot of your time. So what, what would be some advice for sustainability and keeping your brand going? The sustainability is you have to love it. Mm-hmm. Like if I hated the podcast, there's no way I could put the amount of time right. that I put into it. Especially when you factor in working in pro sports, I work evenings and weekends. Right. Mm-hmm. Like my schedule this week is Monday to Friday, and then I, we have a game tonight, so I'm covering a game tonight. Like they stream it because they're mm-hmm. on the road. We have a game tomorrow night on the road. I get Saturday off, but then we are back home on Sunday, so I work mm-hmm. Sunday, and then I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we play Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. Right. So it's like, if I hated the podcast and I had this crazy work yeah. schedule, like I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. You have to love what you're doing. Mm-hmm or it's just not going to be sustainable. You can't keep doing it if you hate it. So we have to figure out what you love and like just you can't fake it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when it comes down to just you and you're in a room by yourself editing, like you can't fake that you really hate that. Like you can fake mm-hmm. it to pub- like publicly like what you're doing, but you can't fake it to yourself. So you really have to love it to stick with yeah. it. Yeah, right. Um, oh shoot, I totally just lost my question. That <laughs> oh, okay, so you're working a nine to five or maybe later job. Yeah. What does your typical week look like? Like including all of the editing and the recording and the like prepping, what does it look like? For the podcast? For, for all of it. Well, I was kind of like a little glimpse into the work schedule. Yeah. yeah. Um, junior hockey, the, 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 like the phrase like three and threes, like three games in three days, because mm-hmm. they're also students, right? So they can't necessarily play a Tuesday night. Like they get like some Wednesday, Thursdays in there, like tonight, for example. But sometimes it'll be like a Friday night and then a Sunday afternoon. And then I'll try to take not that entire Saturday to edit. I don't think my girlfriend would be too stoked if I were my <laughs> only day off. I just like, which I have done in the past, like where I've just sat down and just edited all day. Right. But I try like right now, my girlfriend works 12 to eight at her job so I try to Monday like the 9 to 5 I'm usually a little bit later like I usually don't take a lunch break and they're pretty flexible with I work mm-hmm. all these games and stuff that mm-hmm. I can come in late I can leave early like depending so I, like this week for example it's been 
kind of just before around the 10 o'clock time frame. I get up at 6.15, I go to the gym, I come home, I make like a full breakfast because I think breakfast is important. And then I go to work just before 10 and then I'll work the nine to five, I'll come home and then I'll get home around 5.30 and then from 5.30 to eight, I just work on the podcast. So do you have any free time? <laughs> not a lot, not a lot. Like I don't, not, not really, I don't go out. Like I'm not a big club guy. Like I had mm -hmm. a good buddy of mine in town last weekend. So I spent a lot of last weekend kind of with him and went like for brunch and stuff. Right. And I have some free time. Like I've gotten the podcast down where I can edit it pretty quickly. And mm -hmm. I'm like really evaluating like how much time I'm spending on everything. And like what I like, is there things I don't have to do to kind of open up different time. But I do spend a lot of time editing the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really, but at the same time, like I could come home and watch Netflix for two hours. Yes. Or I could come home and work on my podcast for two hours. Mm -hmm. Working on the podcast is going to benefit me, whereas Netflix probably won't. Right. So that's kind of where I always like. I'm always like, man, what am I doing? Like it's Thursday, I'm it's a Friday night. I'm editing my podcast. It's ten thirty. Like what mm -hmm. am I doing? But then I'm like, I could be watching Netflix, and like again, it just comes back to that. So, but I, and it all circles back to you have to love it. Like mm -hmm. if I hate again, if I hated it, I wouldn't be able to do that. Right. So you I, choose Netflix every time. Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> with um, kind of with such a busy schedule, have you ever considered, like, not necessarily hiring someone, but like adding someone onto the onto your team where you could say, okay, here I'm gonna edit, like the basic kind of cut and paste of the podcast, but I need you to do everything else. Have you ever considered that, or is it something that you really value to kind of do it all yourself and mm -hmm. really spend that time mm -hmm. on all of it? The ideas crossed my mind would be great if I could hire someone, but I like could not afford it. I can't pay someone to do it, and I wouldn't want to ask someone to do it for free because that just sucks. Like, what are you getting out of it if you're subtitling ten podcast clips for like you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I could shout you my podcast, but I'm aware enough that I know that's really not going to do anything for you, especially at this point. Uh, so I mean, it, it's crossed my mind where I've been like, wow, it'd be awesome if I had someone <laughs> where I could just hand this off to, <laughs> but I like it's not crossed my mind where I'd be like, wow, I need to do this. Like, I should do this. I just can't right now. So mm -hmm. it's all on me. And I don't think I would have too much trouble handing off the podcast. Like, if there's, like, creative control and stuff. Like, I know for some creators it might be harder to do. Uh, with the podcast, it's pretty easy, though, because it's not like it's something I'm creating entirely. Like, it's an interview. It's a little bit different. If it was, like, a YouTube video and I was, like, making a vlog mm -hmm. or something, like, I could understand where that could be tough to do. But in terms of the podcast, I would have no issue handing it off. But uh, right now, I just I can't. Mm -hmm. um did you sorry did you have a question building off that no. okay um so what was the reason that you agreed to sit down with us yeah like what went because I said you would send me a message from your podcast page being like thanks for following um and then I kind of just like like fired a gun at you it was like hey by the way do you want to come and sit down with us so what was the what was the like thought process that see I had. love that you asked this question because mm -hmm. I've been debating like should I ask people this question like why do they sit down <laughs> yeah. with me so I love that you asked it and it's just because like I know exactly like where you're at right you know what I mean like mm -hmm. when you send someone a message it's like it sucks if people say no but mm -hmm. like I also like I love being on other people's podcasts I've done one before mm -hmm. um, I've never done one in person before my other one was with a guy in like Texas or something um, but no I just know pretty much the exact scenario you're in when you ask someone to come on your podcast um, also, like I'm recording this like with my camera, so I'm using it for content for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And but and I just like to meet, especially within a city bottle, like other creators and other people doing cool stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was super stoked when you asked me, and I don't think saying no even crossed my mind. So yeah. well, that's Very good cool. for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, sorry, did you want to say something? No. Oh, okay. Um, 
I had something to build off of that and it just it just disappeared. Um, okay, so while I think of that question, what's one question that you wanna ask us or multiple if there are any? <laughs> okay. I'm basically gonna steal your own question and throw it oh, back okay. at you. Okay. Why did you ask me to come on your podcast? Um, well, I had been following you for a that sounds so creepy. I've been following <laughs> you on Instagram yeah. um, for a little while and I was looking like we've kind of been on the hunt for a lot of just to kind of build a list of people that we could bring on a podcast that would not necessarily look at us and be like, oh no, like you're 17, like go contrary to what we are building the brand yeah, for. This is um, why we're doing this. Yeah, I had also seen that you had worked with Max and Brendan, who I've, I haven't met Brendan yet. Um, hopefully next mm -hmm. week I will. But um, so I had seen that you had worked with them. Uh, I think Max had mentioned you once, maybe when we were having a conversation about, because I kind of talked to him about building a podcast and building a brand mm -hmm. and kind of the process behind it. Um, and then you had sent me the message, which to me was really different because it, like when you follow a creator, when you follow anybody kind of that has a following, they don't mm -hmm. normally take that step to send someone a message. Um, and so that really stood out to me as being, as like setting you apart from a lot of the other people that I had reached out to. Mm -hmm. um, and I figured it would be easy because you like host your own podcast. So there's kind of that side of things. Um, mm -hmm. And also, when we were brainstorming the idea for this podcast and the idea for Conceal Creators and the entire brand, our main concern and our main goal for why we were doing this is because we want to amplify the voices of young creators and we wanted to give a space for where we could ask them questions and like, like have them give advice, like learn from young creators, which often doesn't happen because you ask the experts, you ask the people who have lots of experience, and I feel mm -hmm. like it's overlooked a lot of the time when younger people like have wisdom to give but are not asked. So honestly, you're the perfect <laughs> example <laughs> of like, why we're doing this and what we want to bring mm -hmm. to public, the public space. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, did you have any any other I realize I'm putting you on the spot yeah. here and I, I thought about like sending you a message before I got here being like yeah I'm gonna ask you kind of to ask us <laughs> questions and then I was like no we're just gonna we're just gonna put them on the spot um but did you have any other like questions they can be anything like it can cover any topic yeah what is your like ultimate plan for the podcast <laughs> um so I've kind of been so I approached Caitlin a few like a month ago mm -hmm. and I do this a lot where I'll approach her with an idea and then yeah. not act upon it because I'm awful at that but the brand was like the branding was something that I'd been kind of mulling around in my head for a while mm -hmm. where it was I wanted to start something that wasn't just photography like I I've always kind of known that I either wanted to do kind of something like a TED talk or a podcast um, and then I reached out to Max and was like hey do you want to sit down and we can record a podcast and then after doing that I really enjoyed it like I enjoyed sitting down and just kind of having that conversation and I want to learn how to edit a little bit more um, and so the I brought it to Caitlin was like okay I need your help I need to find someone <laughs> who can join this team and who can kind of be the balance between both Caitlin and I because I'm kind of more the the editing and the recording and the planning and she's more of the let's plan and get in contact with people yeah. she has a long list of contacts um, but I think the biggest thing was that I wanted to have a platform where I could share 
diverse interests, but also kind of have that main focus of let's amplify youth stories or amplify kind of different young creators stories mm -hmm. because often I found that again with that bubble like a lot of the influencers in Ottawa are people your age or they're people that are older than you so it's really challenging especially as someone who like started out or and who continues to be a photographer like reaching out to those people I've done it a few times within Ottawa and a lot of the times it's a they try to very politely say no to you but then it ends up being this long conversation that they like stretch out so that they like don't want to be too harsh um but yeah i think kind of in the next like the goal with it is just to kind of continue to keep it to keep that basic message mm -hmm. i would say because yeah. i find that a lot of people will go out with an idea and then it'll kind of verge off onto something else mm -hmm. so i really want to try and keep it yeah, kind of and, and the reason that we want to keep it at the most basic levels and have diverse interests and diverse subjects in every single podcast is because we don't actually have a target audience mm -hmm. and we want this to reach as many people as possible. Maybe not as many people as possible because the numbers aren't really important. We're sort of just doing this for fun. But it's more about reaching different types of people and making this like a podcast for everybody. Yeah. I would say is our goal. Yeah, and making it something where it really is kind of where people can relate to it but not on the classic like oh this is really relatable if that makes sense because mm -hmm. there's that there's definitely that kind of that fine line between those two mm -hmm. um but again just like keeping it at the really like basic level of always keeping in mind kind of why we started it and why we continue to do it mm -hmm. i would say yeah actually i have another question for you mm -hmm. so you mentioned that like one of your inspirations to stretch your content as much as possible across every platform that you can. So what would you say is like the most fun platform to be on or where you like posting your content the most? Like the most fun place for me to hit upload mm -hmm. is the podcast, my host. Yeah. Just because like that's the full thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just like, I love putting out the full interview. Mm -hmm. Like YouTube though, I, I just... Instagram, I'm kind of like half asleep because I try to post like in the morning when I wake up to go to the gym. Right. So I'm like half asleep and I'm posting on Instagram in the morning so that's not too, like I'm not too <laughs> stoked about posting on Instagram but it's definitely just uploading the full podcast because mm -hmm. that's the whole, that's the main thing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't really get too psyched when I post on YouTube or anything or <clears throat> and I've stopped posting on Facebook altogether for the most part yeah. and like I'm still trying to figure out my content strategy like and I'm not just trying to, like I said, post my the same clips everywhere. Mm -hmm. So but yeah, definitely just when I, usually it's not post, it's usually schedule because I schedule all my podcasts out because mm -hmm. I'm a couple weeks in advance now, which is nice. But yeah, it's definitely hitting yeah. send on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what would you say is, what would what part of the podcast would you say is the part that you're most proud of doing? I think it's when my, like the most, where I get the most, like feel the most pride is when I ask someone a question about something that they are like, how did you figure that out? Like, right. how did you ask me that? And, like, mm -hmm. I always try to go into each interview with, like, one or two questions that, like, mm -hmm. people aren't going to know. You right. know what I mean? Like, if they think mm -hmm. we're going to talk about one thing, and, like, we are, but, like, I want to, like, <laughs> kind of catch you off guard right, right away and ask you about this, like, one very random <laughs> thing that you're not going to expect me right. to know. Is it, does that come from, like, a lot of sleuthing? On oh, the yeah. I do so, I was actually going to ask you how you get your questions, because, like, <laughs> I do so much research. It's I'll right. spend like two, three hours 
researching every single person. Mm -hmm. And before I sit down for an interview, I know how the flows of the interview is going to work. Mm -hmm. I used to be like so, like I used to be like seven, eight pages long, and I would have like <laughs> transition sentences that I know how I'm going to get from one subject to another. And like now I'm, I've just done enough where I can kind of do that without right. having to write it all down. Like I'll still probably have like four pages of notes with like some different things, but I know what we're going to start on and what we're going to end on mm -hmm. for the most part. I have also gotten better at we sit down to talk and you start talking about the thing I was planning to talk about last. Mm -hmm. I'm cool jumping to that and finding our way back and like figuring right. it out as I go. Mm -hmm. But like for the most part, I know pretty much everything we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll ask a question that I already know the answer to just so I can ask a follow-up question. Hmm. Yeah. That really speaks to how different podcast <laughs> styles can be. Oh, yeah. Because that's very meticulous and very planny and mm -hmm. you know exactly what you want to talk <laughs> about. Our, like, basically, our model for the podcast is to make it like a conversation and make it yeah. impromptu and spontaneous. So, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to ask you kind of what's your, what's your process? How does that sleuthing process work for you? Like, is it once you've sent that message, what do you do from there? Like, once they've agreed to sit down with you, where's the... Where do all the puzzle pieces fit together after that? Um, with mine just being kind of about social media, like if the original intention was like, how did you grow here? Like, why are you posting here? What's your content strategy here? I always go to everyone's social channel first. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'll look at their Instagram, their Facebook, or not like their personal Facebook if they have mm -hmm. a page, their Twitter. I'll see if they have any YouTube videos. And I'll just, I'll spend a lot of time on Instagram, mm -hmm. especially because like Instagram's been around for a lot longer than I can believe it's been around for already like six seven years now it's yeah. like people have been posting on there for a while so you can go back and you can usually find unless they've like cleaned it up and cleared it mm -hmm. out you can find some good stuff deep down in instagram <laughs> um but then i'll also just do a google search mm -hmm. and i'll search up and then if you can find their website then you can you can find all their social channels from there instead of like trying to find like mm -hmm. back right. to like fitch the architect like I, I have the hardest time finding his facebook page when i was researching <laughs> So it's just like, it links you everywhere. There's like some about stuff that they've written about themselves, which mm -hmm. is like a good starting point. And then like in some cases, like I'm interviewing a guy next week and there's been some like articles and stuff written about him. He's appeared in different like publications. So I'm able to pull like different pieces here and there. Mm -hmm. And then what I've recently started doing is with Spotify, it's really great because you can just search someone's name. And if, they're, right. if their name was just written in the title of a podcast episode, they come up. So I'll start mm -hmm. listening to a podcast and I'll like have a note in my phone of like just the person's name and I'll just like list some different <laughs> things that they said that I want to expand on. Mm -hmm. um, and I usually, yeah, it's just a whole thing where I just try to consume as much about this person as I can in right. two to three hours and then I just structure it all out. Is, has there been any times, like do you have any specific stories about times that guests have caught you off guard with like stuff you didn't know about them? Or have you ever been like totally like surprised? Yeah, but like it was with stuff like there's no way I could have figured it out. Right. Like this is an episode from one of the New York people and he was, he, travel's a big thing with him mm -hmm. and I asked him for a crazy travel story and he's like, we did the running with the bulls and we saw a guy die. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, and he tells me how like the bull hit this guy and he's like, it was like on the replay and I was just oh like, God. like something I never could have prepared for really. Right. And like that, I was kind of like, yeah. Uh, like how, how do you transition? Yeah, there's no way to move around that, <laughs> mm -hmm. but we're just going to kind of keep going. Right. Uh, but there's never been a time where someone said something and I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to edit that out. Like, <laughs> there's never been anything like that, I don't think. Like, there's been, like, some parts where people will say, like, something and I'll be like, and I always send it to people, be like, if there's anything you want me to remove, let me know. Mm -hmm, right. Sometimes I'll, like, I'll, they'll say something and I'll be like, that's, maybe that's kind of controversial. Like, I'll just take it out so they don't mm -hmm. really have to stress about it. But there's never really been anything where I'm like, 
Okay. Yeah. Like, maybe that bull story probably counts. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but there's never been anything like too bad. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a podcast episode that you've recorded where you sent it to them and they've wanted to cut like a massive amount of minutes? Because your podcasts are fairly long. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've listened to a couple of them and they're definitely on the longer side than a lot of the other ones that I've listened to. Do you ever find, like, have you ever had a situation where you sent it to them and they've been like, I need you to cut out like, half an hour worth of no no i think the longest one was like a three four minute story mm. okay. and it was just someone that was like how they ended up i won't say who it was but there was like a story of how they got their name and it was like someone had the rights to their original name and like it was a whole oh, thing yeah. and they like told the story and they're like i just don't know if the person would be cool that i told that story so like the person that had the rights right. so just take that it should be safe and i'm like yeah i totally get that like right so i pulled that but that was probably it like yeah. i've never really had anyone be like i need you to remove like the whole last half <laughs> this was just like it for the most part it's pretty good and some people yeah. when they sit down they're like how much do you edit this like can you edit out like all my pauses and I'm like I don't really edit out pauses like people right. want to hear like I try to keep it as genuine as possible mm-hmm. yeah like if they get really long we're like because I ask some like weird awkward not awkward but like hard to answer questions at the end right. of each episode like you're going to dinner and you take three people who would you take and sometimes they go like uh uh, uh. <laughs> and I'll be like okay I'll, maybe I'll cut a couple of right. those uhs out but like for the most part I just leave it and people have been pretty good about it so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you find it because I mean I, like I'm the one that does the editing for our podcast do you find it really frustrating to listen back the same clips over and over again not really and I like to listen to everything on like double speed so mm-hmm. I can edit oh, quicker yeah. um, whoa that's, that's a good <laughs> strategy yeah I edit like so it's weird like I edit all my stuff in Premiere like, I'll clean up yeah. the audio, and then, um, but you can't really double speed it in Audition, where I edit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks, and it's weird. Mm-hmm. But when you throw <laughs> it into Premiere, it sounds okay when it's double speed. And, like, I can kind of understand triple, but then it gets, like, I really, really have to focus, and mm-hmm. that's, like, but I can edit it in double speed just to get mm-hmm. through most of it. And, like, sometimes it gets a little tedious going back, and, like, okay, like, I gotta make sure, like, oh, it's for Instagram, so it's gotta be less than a minute. Like, yeah. so that time, sometimes mm-hmm. it can get a little tedious, and, like, I write all my time codes down. And sometimes I'll forget and I'll just be listening to my own podcast and then I'll be like, it's been 45 minutes and I haven't written anything down. Like, shit. So I'm like going back to try to like loosely find like, I'll mm-hmm. ask like one question. I'll be like, oh, that, I'll just write that down as a time code. Like, so sometimes I forget to do that and that can be a little tedious, mm-hmm. but like not too much where I'm like, oh, I got to go back again. Like I've been, it's been pretty good so far. Mm-hmm. What would you say has been like the most awkward encounter, kind of the most awkward answer that you've, apart from the bull story that you've <laughs> ever gotten on a podcast or like even in person? The most uncomfortable like answer to a question. Mm-hmm. I had the very, it wasn't really uncomfortable, but <coughs> sorry. It was uh, the last episode I recorded in New York. She hosts this podcast all about like dating and millennials and she got mm-hmm. really into the, like, because I asked her, what's the weirdest question you've been asked? Okay. And just oh, someone yeah. has talked like about dating and like really like no filter on their pod on her podcast. Yeah. The podcast is great. It's called We Met at Acme. Like, and I've listened to it quite a bit. But like, I asked her what's like the weirdest thing, and she was just open with it. And I was like, that was a little weird. Like, I'm gonna save it. <laughs> yeah. So you can go on this if you want to. But like, it's not that one will be out in like end of April. But she, yeah, it's hard to explain <laughs> like without giving the exact same yeah. answer she gave. You know what I mean? But yeah, she got very like. Not about herself is what something I guess said, but I was just kind of like, all right, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm well, not the other way. Like, it wasn't uncomfortable for me. Like, I found, like, I don't, it's, I, I don't really get uncomfortable when I do the podcast, which is good. Uh, but, like, for someone listening, they might be like, oh. <laughs> but, like, I'm still going to leave it in there. Like, it's yeah, whatever. Right. Like, I'm not too worried about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, crap. I lost it again. <laughs> um, what would you, so, what would you say has been the hardest, 
thing about the whole process like in terms of whether it's editing whether it's kind of we talked about juggling a little bit but what would you say kind of apart from all of that has been really challenging for you within it's probably been trying to balance all the editing I do Mm -hmm. like I don't have to cut all these clips and that's something I'm really like debating right now Mm -hmm. it's like and what's the value I put out 250 clips like how many people have actually come and downloaded the podcast because of the clips like someone like they might see like one 45 second story but are they going to come listen to the whole thing whereas mm-hmm. if I just focused more so on my personal Instagram account and I post photos with all the guests now and like I do all this other stuff so it's really just the hardest part has been trying to balance and figure out what's necessary what's not necessary and like I'm always mm-hmm. like I said adjusting my content strategy mm-hmm. when it comes to the podcast so I think that's been the hardest part is just kind of figuring it all out mm-hmm. yeah um so you've done a you have a segment on your podcast where you do like the takeaways episode mm-hmm. afterwards what was that like what sparked that yeah so I was messaging this guy that is a top 100 podcast it's called humans 2.0 his name's Mark mm-hmm. Metry um, I can't remember how I, I think I connected with him on LinkedIn and I was just asking for advice and then he sent like a he sent, I was like, hey, like, do you have any advice for these podcast? Like, people that have recently started a podcast. And I guess he gets that question a lot because he just sent me a link to an article that he wrote. <laughs> so I read through it and I asked him a couple more, like, specific questions. And he sent me, like, an audio message. was like, do as many as you possibly can. Like, put more podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is when I was doing one every two weeks. And I was like, dude, I don't know how you think I'm going to do, <laughs> like, more. Like, I was, like, trying to do one in, like, every two weeks was just mm-hmm. a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was back before, like, I knew what I was doing with editing. And, like, when I was listening to the podcast, like, any time there would be like a weird background noise. I'd like cut it and like I'd remove it. Mm-hmm. And like when I first did it, I said, yeah, after like every single sentence, like some yeah. time, like, yeah, anyways. <laughs> and like every time I would say, yeah, I would stop it and cut it. And in an hour and a half conversation, that's a lot of stopping and starting. That's so that's why I was like taking me so long and I've kind of gotten better at letting go of like background noise. Like mm-hmm. if I really can't get it, like it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, if I say, yeah, three too many times, like no one's really going to care, mm-hmm. but I kind of lost where I was going with that question. <laughs> with that, what was the original question? What sparked the ideas sparked for takeaways? Takeaways, yeah. right. So eventually, I was like, when I got down to one a week, I was like, that's cool. And then I just was thinking about when he said put out more podcasts. I was thinking mm-hmm. about it wrong because I was thinking about it and like I have to do more interviews. Mm-hmm. But like that's the takeaways is still content. It's easy content. It's something I can do in twenty minutes just sitting at this couch. Like it's something really easy to do. It's just extra content for people to listen to. It gets me more downloads. Um, and what I've started doing is I've opened it up to like smaller creators. Cause like when I started the podcast, I had a lot of buddies being like, yo, I want to come on your podcast. And I'm like, you have 243 Instagram followers and you post once every four months. Like there's nothing we can really talk about. Like when it comes to social media, mm-hmm. but now this is a way where if I send them an episode early, they can come over and we can talk about that episode as a takeaways. So I also, another reason behind the takeaways is I frame the podcast right now. I'm kind of like playing around whether I want to change it, but it's, um, this podcast where we teach you how to grow on social media by talking to people that have done it. And it's not like we sit there and we go, okay, step one, do this, step two, do mm-hmm. this, step three, do this. So I try to pull some key points or takeaways from the conversation that I can then share with people. So it's just kind of bringing it full circle from that conversation, but back to teaching you how mm-hmm. to grow. So that was kind of the reason behind it. I kind of rambled that. I don't know if that made the most no, it sense. Did. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just before we wrap up, do you have any like final questions for us? or Final for, thoughts. Final thoughts, questions, all of the above. Well, I want to thank you for having me on. I really yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Thank it you for awesome. coming. Yeah. No, it's my pleasure. Um, I want to ask you guys a really good question. What do you hope people take away from your podcast? 
Um, I think our answers might vary. I think for me, I mean, Caitlin is more, she, like, again, she's the kind of the contacts yeah. and the all of that, and I've kind of been the more, like, I take the photos, I'll do the editing, like, right. I'll, I'll plan it all out. I think for me, and Caitlin and I discussed this kind of when I mentioned the brand to her as a whole, is that for me, it's not necessarily the numbers that I want to grow, but it's more the people that I help or impact. And by no means do I mean that in a, like, yes, I'm certified to give you all of this advice, but also I think there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of people that I've had conversations with um, in kind of younger grades through just different courses that I've had or even just talking to people that I'll take photos of uh, that have often been, had questions of like, well, like, why do you do it? How did you start? Where do you, like, where do I start? And for me, it's, I wanted to build a platform where the podcast could be where I could ask other creators these questions. I could try to, like, I can amplify their story and what they want to do and all of that. Um, but at the same time, kind of, again, keep that moral basis of let's share the stories. Let's mm -hmm. tell and like show the adults that a lot of these creators, if they're not being invited to conventions or like all of this other stuff, even kind of just, uh, like events mm -hmm. that a lot of adults and a lot of other companies could be missing out on such great creators, especially considering the fact that, um, uh, that like social media and kind of the social scene is a really big part of how people market today um, and how people network and get to know people um, and so I think that that's kind of mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm, I think about it a little, little more differently uh, at the most basic level I think that I just want to put content out there that's interesting and new and pu things that would personally interest me if I were to listen to them and I feel like we need things that are more interesting and more new because I think we've gotten to sort of the habit of just redoing the same things over and over and over again mm -hmm. in like very like sm small different ways. Like creators will tweak things and like it'll be slightly different, but it, it's not something new. It's not something actually original content. So I feel like this podcast is a really good way to put things out there that aren't actually out there right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would also say that I think a lot of influencers and a lot of creators kind of go full circle in the sense that, I mean, on YouTube, there was the whole uh, like saturated, super high color, vibrant phase of YouTube videos. And then there was the like sit down and let's get real with people videos. And then now it's kind of veered more in towards the like comedy sketches and the humorous side of things. And I think for us, one of the biggest things is like, I don't want to kind of dive into that dark hole of going in a loop. Like I really want to try and keep it at a surface level of what we started it to be. Um, and I mean, next year will be kind of crazy because I'll be in a different city and Caitlin will be here. So that's, that's crazy, yeah. but we'll, we'll make it work. I think hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're coming on the hour mark. So yes. we should probably <laughs> wrap up coming on the hour mark. So this has been Jacob Kelly. Yeah. So, I feel like a good, we haven't been doing this outro, but I feel like since you were very gracious and you came onto our podcast, you have two minutes to plug yourself. <laughs> two minutes. I don't think I need two minutes. I think the big thing, you can find me on Facebook and, sorry, not Facebook. Why was that? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at, at the Jacob Kelly. My podcast is My Social Life. It's available wherever you find podcasts. It's available on Spotify, 
It's available on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is my biggest platform right now. It's available on Google Podcasts, everywhere, but SoundCloud actually, believe it or not. Like that one's the only one I'm not on. But definitely go check out the podcast. Follow me on Instagram. If you'd like to see some video from the podcast, you can find it at, at my social pod on Instagram and then my social life on YouTube. So definitely check out the podcast. Send me a DM. Let me know what you think. I reply to every DM for the most part as long as someone's not being like weird <laughs> yeah. uh, but send me a DM if you guys want to talk I'm always open for a chat uh, but definitely check out my podcast and do me a favor subscribe to this podcast this might sound really douchey but what's the name of your podcast I don't even know well it's I'm called s- aren't you a little young. aren't you a little young aren't you a little young okay definitely subscribe to aren't you a little young they're gonna have some awesome content coming your way every two weeks so please if you're not gonna subscribe to my podcast subscribe to theirs and maybe subscribe to both but <laughs> yeah and i just want to thank you once again yeah. for yeah, having me you on again. your podcast yeah thank you Jacob. this has been aren't you a little young and we will see you next week